the best podcast your favorite podcast good books bad banter i'm your host maddie and i'm tori and today we're kind of just talking about the year in review more than anything this is yeah a summary yeah or at least part of it of our year so we're going to talk about the books we have read the books we're excited to read yeah uh what's coming out well the worst books of the year (laughs) the worst books the best books all of it um, and then I think we're just going to do it like this is the first part. So the second part is going to be um, what what was the second part? It was like a year in review, the book accounts that we really like mm-hmm. and goals. Oh, goals. Yeah. For the podcast and for next year for ourselves and stuff, because that's actually fucking funny. I can't wait to talk about that one. <laughs> but either way. Um, but yeah, I I'm excited to talk about. A lot of the books that are coming out because I didn't realize I did my due diligence and went through Goodreads, um, you know, within 20 minutes and <laughs> um, looked at what was coming out because I was on TikTok and Instagram. So, you know, that's what that's how that happens. Um, but besides that, yeah. Do you want to do three updates? Yeah, you go first. Okay. <laughs> I have a wedding on Friday mm-hmm. and it's my first wedding in a minute. So I'm like nervous mm-hmm. about it, but I always get really nervous for every wedding, even though I've done like a zillion. Um, let's see what else, what else, what is it going on in my life? Mm. What did I do this weekend? Why do I seem so boring? Um, Aaron is in Big Ben and I was supposed to go, but I couldn't because of this wedding and also because of PTO and my damn job. <laughs> so that's really disappointing. They're literally staying in one of my bucket list places in Big Bend. And they're like staying in like a, um, like a yurt thing. Mm-hmm. But on that property, they also have like caves that they turned into hotel rooms, essentially. Oh, nice. And I want to go there so badly. Sorry, Maddie is fucking with her mic. It's, I thought it was fine, but then I think either I adjusted it or something, and now it's not where I need it to be. Oh. You sound good. Well, I sound better now. Before um, I didn't. Well, it's okay. We got it. Yay. Sounds good. And, oh, I mean, we're this is our first podcast in our like a new little area we took over maddie's kitchen dining area and we're gonna bring you guys some like tiktok clips and stuff and we're really excited about it hell yeah so make sure you follow us on tiktok so you can see clips of the podcast and where we record we actually that's a lie that's a lie we actually never really recorded (laughs) we recorded i said it's our new setup yeah but we never, well, we were, this is the first time we were recording in this part of the apartment in front of these books. Before we would go either in my bed or at the kitchen sink or at Aaron's apartment. We had a stint there for a little bit, um, up at yours for the longest time. Now this is new. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. A new setup. A new part of the a apartment. New 
TikToks. Yeah. So, anyways. Okay, what are your three updates? Uh, I have a Christmas party go to on Saturday. How fun. That's exciting. I guess. Um... What else do I have? Oh, I'm going to go get lunch with my dad tomorrow. That's so cute. I'm so excited. Very cute. And then um, and then we watched Georgia Lose. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so upsetting and sad. Sorry, Joel, if you're listening to this. Um, But and Joel was very, very upset. Joel's our friend and um, our friend's boyfriend. And he went to Georgia, so he was understandably very, very disappointed to hear that they no longer lose. Right, exactly. Um, (laughs) But then, and then also UT is in their playoffs, which is fun. Yeah. Or they're going to the Sugar Bowl, whatever the Sugar Bowl playoffs, whatever the fuck they're called. I don't remember. I don't know. People at the at work were talking about it, and I'm like. Yeah, that's fine. Because apparently it ends up being on like New Year's Day or oh, something. Yeah. And people were trying to get tickets for it, but it's New Year's Day at like 3 p.m. And you have to go to back to work on, well, most people have to go back to work on the second because it's like mm. falls during a week. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. Whoever decided the bowl game situation or the Sugar Bowl situation is dumb for not, for putting it on New Year's Day. Because you have a late, night anyways to get to new year's day <laughs> and then they're like we'll just put a bowl game on the on the day i mean at least most people's pto starts over so that's like they can take a day on the second because they have enough nobody would want to do that on the first on the second day i mean if you're really into football i guess i guess if you're a ut fan <laughs> which i'm not by proxy <laughs> oh my god well should we start off with our top reads or should we like end with that? I mean, it's up to you. Let's start with it. Okay, go for it. What were your top reads? You go for it. You want, okay. I have a list. I wrote it down. <laughs> um, Obviously, Crescent City, mm-hmm. uh, Sky and Breath, and House of Wide and my House Ab. Yeah. Sky, Sky and Breath and then What and Blood. Earth. Earth and blood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just blinked so hard. Um, Throne of Glass series, even though I'm not done. But I will be by the end of the year. And that's top. I'm reading Tower of Dawn right now. And oh my fucking God. I stayed up to like 5 a.m. the other night reading. And it was so good. I learned so many things. Maddie needs to catch up so we can be together reading. Because it's making me insane not being able to talk with her about it. Um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. That was up there for me. And then, what else? Wildfire, Morbidly Yours, Lessons in Chemistry. My Year of Rest and Relaxation was a top read. What? Yeah. Okay. Forever Never by Lucy Score. Uh, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. And then Haunting and Hunting Adeline. Yeah, you read a lot more than I did, so that's why I asked you to go first. Oh, okay. Because, and a lot of the ones that you probably are going to be your favorites are probably going to be mine because I didn't read that much. Mm. Mm-hmm. I got you. 
Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to think it was weird that I put my year of rest and relaxation. Yeah, because the actual depression it puts you in in the I know. fucking like episode and you're like. But I think it's because I had such a reaction to it and it made me like I still think about it to this day often mm. that like that's why it's a top read because it really like. I don't know, brought something out of me. Yeah. Clearly it gave me like a funk. <laughs> For real. A funk. Yeah. I mean, we saw it on on the episode. Yeah. You were like dazed and confused. <laughs> thousand <laughs> yeah. mile stare. That's literally what I was like. Yes. That thousand mile stare into the distance. And I'm like, are you okay? Should we just stop? And you're like, no, this book was great. And it's like dead flat toned. Yeah. Sometimes a book just has to kind of like hurt your soul a little bit. Mm. I did not like it. I did not like my year of rest and relaxation. I was bored. A lot of the time. Mm. And I also thought she was a little bit too unhinged to the point. So I was like, I think I like the novelty of it. Like the idea of her like trying to sleep. Because like in theory, you're like, yeah, if you sleep a lot, like a chrysalis metamorphosis. Like sounds cool. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It was a weird, it was an odd book. I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but it just, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm just like, eh, okay. I think that's also why I like it. Because everyone reads it and feels that way. They're all like, what the fuck did I just fucking read? Well, yeah, but also at the same time, I'm like, that one can go under the radar again. I'm never going to read that over. I'm like, eh. Are you glad you read it? I'm indifferent to like reading it. Mm. I'm like, okay, that was a book. <laughs> I honestly don't remember a lot of it. Like I do, but like I don't. There it was is kind a, of because a lot of stuff didn't have memorable. Well, yes. Yeah. Because it was all vibes and no plot. And I don't like those books. Like, I don't vibe at all with any of those books. It's the same one for, like, um, the Atlas Six. Oh, see, at least Atlas, no, Atlas Six was way worse. Yeah, I was about me. to say, it was like, uh-uh, don't say that, because both of us were vehemently, no, like. No, 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 I fucking hate that book to okay, Thank you. It's <laughs> one of my worst reads of 2023. <laughs> thank you. Um, But we'll save that. I'll put a pin in that for later, because. Yeah. Whatever, because I've got a few. So, okay, now what were your top reads? um icebreakers was definitely one of them mm-hmm. carrie soto is back <gasps> our first book that we did for the how for could the i not year. remember yes that was such a um, good book what, what else did i have on here that i was like oh my god um i wouldn't put it as like my best book of the year or the best books of the year but i'm gonna put it on there because for the for the stepping stone it was for me which was priest oh um, hell yes i'm like it was by no means a good book. <laughs> but n- that doesn't mean... No means a good book at all. Um, but yeah, it was it was a time. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely listen to that, to that episode because the entire time... I wish we would have had like our little setup or whatever because fucking funny. It was funny. so funny. Just funny. We did that one. We recorded that one in, our, in my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, another really good one, Neon Gods. I loved Neon Gods. And I say that because I don't think there's really that much. I mean, everybody loves a good Hades Persephone retelling. Mm-hmm. Um, this one definitely, like, none of them have powers, so to, th- so to speak. They're, like, in a very, like, modern world. Yeah. And then they inherit, they inherit, like, very physical power. Like, they become, like, um, 
for instance, like Zeus is like the head of the city, like mm-hmm. the mayor, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like if that gives you like any kind of context. And like Demeter or yeah, Demeter is she controls all the food supplies and supply lines and like grocery, like, you know, stuff like that. Not groceries, right. but like supply chain, stuff like that. And then Hades does different stuff. But that gives you, I think, a little bit of a, a context because people are like, read it. And then who I've recommended it to. And then they get disappointed whenever they don't have like magical powers. And like, it's like a hyper real version of it, sort of. Um, what else? Icebreakers was also another really good one. Mm-hmm. But my top read that I'm looking through this, my top read is Crescent City, mm-hmm. um, the first one of uh, House of Earth and Blood. Um, because I, that was the first book that I like waited and like read until 5 a.m. since I was probably like 13 or 14 and on Christmas break in school. And it was, I could tell you from memory because I unlocked it whenever I was thinking about it hard enough that, um, it was whenever I was reading the Twilight series that I stayed up that late. So I haven't had a book like that. Um, besides also the host that I've decided that I wanted to sacrifice my sleep for it, especially on a like weeknight. It was like a Sunday night. And so mm-hmm. I had to work the next morning at 8 a.m. Went to bed at five, woke up at seven or woke, woke up at eight and went to work at nine. So that was, that was a lot. It's <laughs> such a good book. I mean, to, and, um, I was talking to Rachel about it. And she was telling me, she's like, this, it's too long. And I was like, really? And I was like, I can see, like, in hindsight now that I've read it for, it's been so many months, and I can see, like, where people maybe aren't into, like, the fantasy world as much. Remember when you used to be scared of big books? I know. I was going to say, we'll say that for the next episode, because I have that pinned down, Mm. too. Um, But what was I going to say? Fuck, I forgot my three. I'm five. so sorry. I just got really excited for you because you achieved a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I can't remember. You were going to say, like, you can understand why people, like, are intimidated by it or don't like a long read of how big a book that is. No, I have no, no, it's gone. She's gone. She gone. Yep. I love you. <laughs> That's gone. Anyways, uh, yeah, Crescent City was great. <laughs> So, um, I don't remember. Damn it. And it was something I really wanted to say. and I don't remember. God damn it. Okay. Um, I'll just move on. Hopefully we'll come back. Um, fourth wing was good. I mean, it was memorable and it was good because I, obviously it was a really good, like romantic book. Everybody had the hype about it. I thought it was worth it. Um, but yeah, I really liked that one. Both crescent cities were good but the first crescent city was more memorable like not more memorable but just more i guess it started the whole chain like i think i have to give it to that book because it was like that was the first one that it's actually like broken the record of like okay this is how late i'm gonna stay up like my willpower was broken by that book um but besides the fact um I don't know. I <laughs> I guess maybe this is going to be a little bit controversial, but maybe because I haven't read it when I'm, I haven't read Throne of Glass or read these series, like these books whenever I was in the best mental space, but they're not, they're good, but they're not like there. They will be. Yeah, maybe. So I'm, li- be. I'm 
reading um, Assassin's Blade, but I've also put it down because we started re- reading The Serpents in the Wings of Night and then also um, Daughter of No Worlds, which come to fucking find out it's the same damn same author. author. I'm like, no fucking wonder these books are good because her writing style is insane. Yeah. And so um, I really, which really enjoyed her books a lot. Um, and so I've put it aside because I, not that the stories aren't good. It just, I don't know. They're just not capturing my attention right now. That's fine. I think, I think when I really, really fell in love with the Throne of Glass was at Queen of Shadows. I don't know because you came to me and you were like, you have to read this. Like you, you have loved it from the get go. The beginning, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good. So there's been two different, like, you've been like, no, you need to read this. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, or not, not that it's like not okay. I was like, yeah, it's good. Like, I feel like you're at a five star and I'm like at a four well, star right now. Well, do you right remember now. when I started Throne of Glass, I had to restart it because I was listening to it and I couldn't pay attention. Well, it was so because you were also like, working. I know, but I can usually hold my attention unless it's like a horrible book. And Throne of Glass is not a horrible book. I think Air of Fire is when it starts to get good. And Queen of Shadows is when I was like, fuck, I love this. So mm. I just think it takes a minute. But it's such an intense world that, like, it takes a while to build it up. Are you say that? Well, I know. But everybody is like, Throne of Glass is so good. Like, you know, people love it from the get-go. So I just don't think I read it whenever I should have. I think I need to reread them. Now that I'm in a better mental space mm-hmm. than I have. Because there's, uh, like, you can tell that there's a huge, like, slash in, like, my reading. Because I had a goal of 75 books. <sighs> yeah, okay. We don't know who she was back then. But, you know. Um, and I only got to, I'm probably only going to get to, like, 37 this year. Or 40. And I've been pretty good about getting, like, 50 consistently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The past two or three years. So now to go back down like a whole 10, 15 books, I'm like, shit. But and you had a tough I, year. I was about to say, it was like, there was like, there's, I hadn't saved a book or even looked at Goodreads since July. July like 5th. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, You've okay. Been stressed out, girl. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say The Serpent in the Wings of Night was, today is its traditional publishing day. So I like know. I heard that. It's birthday or whatever. I saw that. It's pub day. Yeah. Which I think was crazy because I was like, wait, I I've know. seen this book. But I was like, I've seen this book in hardcover already. But then I read the caption or what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it now. But besides the point, um, the past, honestly, the past three or four books have been knockouts. Mm-hmm. Like we've been really lucky. We have been. Um, Thank God, because we ha- we're on a kick of bad ones for a while. We had like three bad ones in a row. No, it was just Gideon the Ninth. <laughs> Gideon the Ninth was bad. Well, we also had. Oh, he if had we had done with me, if we were villains, and Ninth House, and Ninth House, which hot take. Ninth House is the best of those, though. That's saying something. Because I really didn't even find Ninth Health that, like, memorable either. It wasn't. And I also, like, if he had been with me, it needs to be burned. Like, that's an actual book that needs to be banned. <laughs> I just... Not. 
that if we're gonna talk about if we're gonna talk about ban books that one <laughs> add that one to the, the fucking book list talkers ban the stupid ass books that shouldn't be read although i read it the most skating review of icebreakers <laughs> earlier today and i was like this woman Shook. was a Offended by this book. Oh my god. I was like, I'm not really offended when somebody nearly dies and they take care of (laughs) them. I like that is just beyond me. Beyond me. (laughs) I mean, like, to be fair. (laughs) Like, how do you fair? To be fair, it is it is said in that silence how great that trope is and i don't care if y'all all come for me for that best trope they nearly die and they're taken care of yeah winner winner chicken dinner for fucking real so that's that but that's all i really have um because i've been pretty good about keeping um track of what you read yeah putting it in good reads of whenever we did read like that was the only thing even in the height of um being as stressed out as i was with work um i was still keeping that updated but i wasn't like exploring goodreads i wasn't keeping Mm -hmm. up with anybody else i was just like oh i'll just update it um another one that i don't think you liked as much but i really liked a darker shade of magic yeah i really 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 liked that and i want to continue reading it i said i really 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 liked it i'm still gonna give it like a four stars but like that i really enjoyed the story Mm -hmm. i was like i'm hooked actually but I know that that wasn't the same. It didn't hit the same for you. It did not, unfortunately. So. I wish it did. But um, also Wildfire. Icebreaker, in my opinion, is still better than Wildfire. See, I think Wildfire is better than Icebreaker. I, even with the caveat that Icebreaker should have been 75 pages shorter, I still like Icebreaker. Because it has. But she almost died, Joe. <laughs> well, duh. I was hoping that she would, he would almost die, and she would have to like mm. actually save him because they were practicing. Um, what is it? CPR and like life saving like maneuvers like before oh, the kids got there. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. they're gonna set it up. Somebody's gonna drown in the lake. And someone's gonna drown in the lake. That didn't happen. I was disappointed. Is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that. Okay, um, but yeah, that was kind of like um year review, um, slash best reads slash best reads. I will I wouldn't say year review because no. like we're gonna talk about like our episodes and stuff, like what we did, and what we didn't do. Um, but yeah, also one of the worst reads I read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. <gasps> I forgot about that one. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow can also be put lumped in with banned books in the trash. Yeah, I can't get fucked. <laughs> And I think Not a lot a of people, I think a lot of people like it because of how eloquent it is mm-hmm. and how like the story and like what it really grabs. It's very like aromatic. It's like the best that I can really think about it. It's like poetic and like very dreamy. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Um, I hated all the characters too. They were terrible. I think that episode breaks the record for how many times we said pretentious in oh, an episode. Yeah. Because that's what it was. I wanted to like it so bad and there were aspects that I really liked of it. But at the end, I was just like, thank God that I'm done with this book. God. And I don't want to feel that way. I want to be like, I need more of this book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not thank God I never have to think about it again. Right. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's over. (laughs) Thank God that's over. Um, 
but yeah that's that's what i have on here also um honorable mentions are gonna say the uh the gunkle that was cute oh that was a good one that was really cute i think it just got over like it's very much a mid level it's a palette cleanser yeah you know <laughs> that's what i call like a a cutesy romance after like heavy fantasy or something well, we like read that. gideon we were upset about it oh yeah we were yeah and then we read fourth wing after that and that was like Whew, very very uh you're like gunkle oh so cute get f- fucking moved out of the way with dragons <laughs> <laughs> dragon hot dragon riders that have sex shadow and daddies shadow daddies lightning dragons so <laughs> just it had no chance um meet me at the lake yeah, that was a good one. It was okay. I was... I think it just wasn't as good as Every Summer, every after. summer after. And so it's like... It's a great book, it's but good. it's not a top for the year. No. Because ESA was... So incredible. There's a lot of gestures in this in this episode already that like you will not see possibly <laughs> because i'm doing them and it just depends on whatever Tori cuts out. animate talker i guess so yeah i do just gesticulate is that what it's called i was gonna say gesture gesticulates a little bit i uh, also have a computer in front of me for the first time ever because our uh gesticulate um our phones are recording use gestures especially dramatic ones oh. instead of speaking or to emphasize one's words there you go you gesticulate gesticulate that sounds like a weird word it sounds like ejaculate yep <laughs> <laughs> i thought the same thing but i was like i'll keep that to myself no it's got the same letters in it <laughs> it's got the same letters Literally. Maddie (laughs) What? Maddie ejaculates as she talks. That's not. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Not correct. Your fault for bringing it up. I was just telling what everybody wanted. I was just (laughs) recognizing the elephant in the room. Okay. Oh, God. Um, Okay. What other... What other topics do we have? Um, Well, I have a couple more worst reads. Okay. Go ahead. Atlas 6, we talked about... (laughs) If he had been with me, mm-hmm. if we were villains, mm-hmm. getting the ninth. <laughs> and then these were some that I read on my own outside of the pod. Um, Survive the Night by Riley Sager was a terrible thriller that I Actually, literally. I have heard of that. I have heard that. Someone said that. Yeah, they agree that his other books are better. But now I don't even want to read his other books. Survive the Night. Was Survive the Night the one that he did during the pandemic? It was the newer one. Wow, this is already coming so in handy. <laughs> the Survive the night. Um, but I literally skipped to the end to hear how it ended. And it was so dumb. And then, um, do you want me to wait? To no, go, go ahead. Okay. The Lost Apothecary. Terrible. Terrible. Okay. So s- boring. Never oh. read it. Okay. Never read it. Okay. Nothing happens. It's all inside her head. Wonderful. Thank you for... Thank you. Yep. Okay. Hardly any dialogue, and it's so <gasps> stupid. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. A lot yeah. of internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. A lot. Okay. Not like it's just made up in her head. Like, it's just, like, her talking to herself. Mm. And so she says the same shit over and over and over in her head mm. about her divorce, and maybe I can do it. <laughs> maybe I can survive. 
I'm like, shut up. No shit. So it's like, is it the vibes and no plot? Yeah, kind of. It's for sad I mean, vibes. There's like stuff. There's a plot. There's it like is a dual POV. From oh, like that's current, upsetting even. Current day and then in the past. Oh. <laughs> then that's a, you mean dual timeline? Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's not dual POV because I'm like, then that's sad. But it sad. is from like two people's POVs as well when it skips timelines. Mm. I don't know if it just is timeline then, but mm. anyways, did you look up Survive the Night? Yeah. So it, I believe it was the book that he wrote during the pandemic because it was published in 2021. Mm. So I'm almost pretty sure. And I have heard that it just, it wasn't it. I've bashed it on multiple occasions. So, um, um I mean, it has a 3.52 on Goodreads, which is, it's pretty low for Goodreads. It is kind of low. It deserves lower. If I'm going to be honest. I think it's also because here, let me see his other, his other works like, are so good apparently my friend gabby like loves his books yeah um like the last time i lied 4.4 yeah or no 4.04 excuse me um the only one left 4.15 middle of the night 4.7 hmm. it's the one that i've seen well the, maybe i'll the read largest, that as like a redeeming the largest book for him. the best one out of just the what he's got right now or what i can see um but yeah i have heard collectively that that survive the night was just was just a dud terrible same thing with lock every door which is the one that he just came out with or that came out both before in 2019 it's, it, it's good or bad it's bad oh. or not bad it's like 3.9 maybe he was in a slump or something maybe Hopefully i don't know he's doing better now <laughs> Riley Saker, if you're Me not being doing a judgmental good, asshole right now like, Riley Saker, if you're not doing well i hope you're doing better now and that doing- and like your books get better. Thanks. I hope <laughs> you're feeling confident in what you're writing right now. <laughs> yeah. Read middle of the night and ask, let me know if that's good. I will. I will. Um, another terrible romance one. The guy on the right. It took place that's at a terrible A&M. name. It took place at A&M. That also sounds like a nightmare. It was horrendous. I want to read it. And I read the whole thing. <laughs> I listened to the whole thing at work and I was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> And that's so mean for that's me to not. say about a book that someone put their heart and soul into. But I'm sorry. That's the thing is. It was the Kate thing is, Stewart listen, in that. Listen, when authors do this, they know that they will have people on both sides of the spectrum. And you are just on the very far one side mm-hmm. that you're like, this did not jive with me. But I bet you there are some diehard Aggies out there that are like this book changed my life this book was written for me because i lived that because i was there so funny uh yeah i uh yeah that's all (laughs) i have to say about that one um desire defense it wasn't the worst book i ever read but it was a very meh hockey romance wow i think did you put the book on there that you dnf'd uh no i didn't it was like all or nothing and it was some horrendous snm y'all wannabe 50 shades y'all. type of shit tori was tori irritates me sometimes whenever she tells me that she doesn't want to like dnf a book because you know what i have been there i've been there i'm like i'm not gonna dnf this book because i'm not a fucking quitter you know what i have embraced quitting because <laughs> literally um 
this past year or maybe the year before that because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my precious time reading books I don't like. And I've told you that over and over again. And I'm so fucking proud of you that you finally did it on <laughs> one of the books. Like, it was so heinous. You're like, I'm never going to do it unless it's a heinous book. And I can't even imagine doing that. And you did it this year. And you're like, wow. So now I hope yeah. that this door opens up a little bit more. And you're like, you know what? I'm not going to even waste my fucking time if I don't like it after 100 pages. Slam that shit down. Unless it's for the podcast. Um, <laughs> slam that shit down and, like, throw it away. Yeah. Exchange it for a new one. Um, so the desire defense one, yeah, it had like all these new topic. little tropes in it that it just felt like they were trying to cram it all in. What? All the tropes into this what one book? book. Desire defense. Oh, okay. And see, that's hard though. As an author, I think I would want to try and do that too. And then it just wouldn't work. Like you but I feel just like said that. You can like write them out and then like parse them to make them make more sense with the story, you know? Right. But again... Yeah. I think as an author, like me as an author, I think I would try to want to cram everything because I like wouldn't know how to like not take it out. Yeah. Because you're like, I have to have an enemies to lovers while like a subplot of friends to enemies. And then also like I need somebody to obviously die. And then I also because, you know, they have to have trauma. And so and then there has to be a one bed like trope in there. And then, you know what, you know, some people don't like that, but what is it? Um, what are the other tropes? Grumpy sunshine mm-hmm. or opposites attract. Yeah. Or I did, all four of them. <laughs> I did see a video today that someone was like, authors aren't writing a good book that has tropes in it. Right now they're writing books around tropes, which is like there's this whole debate going on on book talk right now about Ooh. how authors are just churning shit out instead of sitting and writing a good fucking book and like a good story and it develops tropes as the story right. is being written rather than like i want this book to have enemies to lovers and writing a story around it that with the premise of the fact that like that's what you go in right with. and i feel like you can kind of have that idea like because you have to th- like flesh out the plot and stuff right but if you just are like enemies to lovers and then you like make it super Piece basic it. around it i think like and you yeah. don't like really of course that's what i mean it, the thing that's is the issue right now right so that's what i'm saying i was like you have a story and you know how you want it to go so mm-hmm. you're like all right i'm gonna outline the story because like this is this is who i want this person to be this is who like the love interest is and these are the things i want to happen and then tropes are embedded within it just because the story is being told right rather than being like okay i want an enemies to lovers so let's make a girl and now let's make the guy and what does the guy do you know like Mm -hmm. it's building off of the it's a two i think it's two different like writing styles for sure agree but um you know in some in some things some formulas work for other authors better but i get it i get what you're saying I feel like there's, I think you can kind of tell the authenticity of a story Mm -hmm. when you have that first one. You're like, I have a good idea. Mm -hmm. This is a story. I see it in my head. Also, I think people are sometimes too judgmental of books. Like, not every book can be five stars. Not every book is going to be the best book you've ever read. And that's okay. And you need those too. I was about to, to say. I was about to say. I was like, four star reads are good too. Like, if you have a four star read, it doesn't mean that you're. I like. I. I recommend four-star, like, ranged reads all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, these are really good books. I read them again. Do I have a lot of five-star reads, like five star reads this year? Yeah, I do. But also at the same time, 
I have some other like I I'm pretty generous where I like end up putting them in the fours like Mm -hmm. most of the time but those are still really good books even like threes are good books yeah I agree this is fine I anything below that you start getting like ooh. I just think also with like the turnover of how quickly book talk is like devouring books too people get worried like well I have to read all these books and it's like okay well they're not all gonna be good and well, you just kind of got to accept be them your for what kind they of are. good. Exactly that too. They may not be your kind of good. They might be for an, an you may not be the target audience for this book. Like the sentient door. You're not the target audience. <sighs> or the sentient pillow. Or the PSL <laughs> lovers. When you told me that, terrifying. The fact that somebody is as con fucking voluted and it's like I'm going to make somebody get some kind of arousal from a pumpkin spice latte terrifying that cannot have been a sober thought (laughs) (laughs) not none at all that couldn't have been sober sober thinking in the least no like terrifying and if it was stoned out your gourd psychological analysis (laughs) now (laughs) Psych word immediately. Mental illness. Mental illness. Sorry, that's an inside joke. But um, my last worst read was Don't Let Her Stay by Nicholas Sanders. Because every fucking character in that was insufferable. It's a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way... She, the main character is so annoying. She like second guesses herself the whole fucking book. Which is kind of the point because right. she's like being gaslit as fuck. But it's like, girl, you're literally saying, oh, this is what I feel. But I'm not going to do anything. Like, like she just <laughs> never acted on anything. I'm going to tell you how I feel and do absolutely no action on it. <laughs> and then the way her husband spoke to her and he wasn't even like, I was just like. The way I would slap the shit out of this man if he spoke to me this way, I was like, you're not a good person. What's mm, wrong with you? No. Yeah. No wonder your first wife died. Like, Jesus Christ. Suspect. Anyways, couldn't stand that book. I almost want you to read it just so you can be angry at it with me. Yeah. You know? Mutual, like, disgust. Yeah. It's like the same idea. It's like, oh, my God, you, like, order this soup and it tastes gross. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so gross. Taste it. Mm-hmm. And I looked up <laughs> reviews on it because I needed to know that other people were as angry as me. And they were. So gotcha. that was really valid. <laughs> Wonderful. Misery loves company. <laughs> but those are my worst reads. Wonderful. I don't really have other than what we've read for the podcast more than anything. That's fine. Um, I mean, shit. That's nice to have a small bad reads list also. Yeah, I guess. The thing is, is like we all know why I don't have a longer list. And that sucks. Even more so. Well, that'll change this coming year. I hope so, because I'm kind of disappointed in myself, but you know, whatever. Don't be, don't be. Okay. Um, Don't be, don't be. (laughs) I don't know why that was funny, but in my headphones, it just sounded funny. Don't be, don't be. Don't be, don't be. Most anticipated (laughs) for next year, you jackass. The bullying (laughs) has begun, you guys. It's so funny. It's okay. I bullied uh, Tori and then she bullied me back. So then we're even. Um, How did I bully you? 
We, we bully each other. Oh, I thought you meant like right now. I was like, I didn't no. even say anything. I said, you bully me or I bully you. You bully me. And then it's even. And then and then, you bully and then we again. tip the scales again. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then we have to become even again. So, yeah. So there's a lot of books that I didn't realize are coming out next year. That's a very general statement. But, you know, a lot of books that I didn't realize are either getting their sequels the author has created more it's obviously releasing a new book mm-hmm. or more installments of a series are coming out mm-hmm. and i'm like why again i feel like i'm such i'm in such a limbo in like so out of like practice and like out of touch with everything because i have not been on goodreads for so long mm-hmm. and also just haven't really looked at a lot of like book instagram book talk stuff that's talking about like new books or like this is really good or like i just haven't explored any of the avenues or even like on um booktube like too because i was pretty religious about keeping up with certain people on youtube that would either review books or buying books or like some kind of like literature content Mm -hmm. all of that has kind of stopped now i watch asmr videos of korean women cooking because that gives me joy (laughs) i mean it fluctuates you know i don't know what it is but the sounds that like the cooking sounds, I just it's very relaxing. Even like with and I was telling I don't know who I was telling, um, but I also watched like people getting head massages and stuff like that kind of ASMR or like like different like beauty treatments. Mm-hmm. There's this one girl, I'll have to show you to you because like it's, it sounds fucking weird that I'm saying it now. But like when I'm really tired and I'm either like experiencing ins- insomnia or I've just read a really good book and I just need to wind down or like my brain is just not shutting off, I'll watch one of those asleep. Asleep and I don't know how how like 5 minutes. And then I start getting tired and then I can actually go to bed, mm. which is crazy because I didn't think of like video would make me that sleepy, but it's almost inevitable. Like it is guaranteed like after five minutes, I will probably be yawning Yeah, because it's like they're either doing like head massages or scalps or they're like doing facials and stuff. And I think because my brain is looking at that and experiencing how relaxing that is, mm-hmm. it relaxes me. I think it's also eventually like a Pavlov's dog thing. Yeah. Yeah, is it a placebo effect? For sure. Because I'm like, I'm not sleeping. Let's put on the head massage. <laughs> head massage ASMR. It's like the bubbles or whatever. Um, some of it comes up on my TikTok too. I'm like, ooh. But that's besides the point. Back to the most anticipated reads of next year. Oh, yeah. Also, Sorry. it doesn't have to be something that's coming out. It could just be something you're going to read next year or want to read next year. So then it's coming out. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, it's not going to be a brand new book. (laughs) I was like, that didn't, like, that didn't connect for me for a whole second. I was like, then it's a book that's coming out next next year. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Okay, but, yeah, fair. Um, I, I personally need you to read Scythe. Okay. I know that's complete. I see it right now. I don't have it. Oh. I don't have the first one. I read oh, the first the one. one. That is the third one. Oh, okay. The Thunderhead is the second one. Okay. Um, so I need to go by the first and one. The and fir- the fourth one is like something. I don't remember. Did you read it? I haven't read. I've only read the first two. I haven't oh. read the third. And then um, 
or the fourth. And I think there might be one more. But the first book, I want to reread it. It is so, so, so good. YA. And I've told you this premise before, but if you're new to the podcast, I will briefly explain. So in the world of Scythe, it's like modern day or it's like modern day esque, like a little bit into the future where people have become so far in advance with all their technologies and stuff that there's no like a natural death anymore. So people like there's this like overarching presence that is i think symbolic to like the internet because you know how like the internet is everywhere and it's Mm -hmm. like you can't see it or whatever well there's this like system that governs or helps govern um a lot of the like world it's called the thunderhead that's what it's like it's like an ai system essentially or like it's like an iCloud, like the cloud interesting kind of personified um and it helps you like search for things it helps you like with navigation or whatever and then everybody like has these like very tiny baby microbes like robots in your bloodstream that helps you be healthy or like say for instance you fall off um, a building I know that sounds so stupid or like you throw yourself off a building your body will those microbes will like repair your body and bring you back to life sort of thing some instances you have to go to like a facility but you get revived there's only very rare instances where a body or a person can die. Hmm. But most of the time to keep the population under a certain like amount quota. Yeah. Um, um, they have these people called sites and there's like the site them is what it's called. Or it's an organization where people train to kill other people like they are given an assignment and they're given specific people and they literally have to go up to them and be like you've been chosen as a scythe i'm so sorry you have to die kills them on the spot some of and like the scythe them it's like assassins almost they're like mm-hmm. essentially assassins and everybody has a different style and you have to be invited into the scythe them right um and it is such a good story. It is such a crazy like look on like death and also some of the like imagery and shit that like happens made me unsettled. But also it wasn't like because it was gory or anything. It was just because of the like very natural fact of, like in this world, people have to literally be slaughtered and murdered and die, like and die. Damn. Because population is do they big. keep getting older or do they like no they get well okay at a certain age so they can get older but then they can do what's calling turning a corner and then they can just revert to whatever age that they want to back go back to and they can go back and forth on like their timeline and what age they want to be in so people are like you'll say they like oh they've turned the corner four times they've gone back so people are like 200 years old 300 years old that's crazy that sounds really good it's really good i'm recommend it maybe we should read it for the bottom yeah we should i totally think it would be we'll really throw great it on a pole tell me why i know you thought stripper pole no because <laughs> uh, that's what i was like mm, throw it on a pole okay <laughs> i sounded really canadian there okay okay um no i don't know why i guess because you know we're thinking of like scythe but like poles i just thought of it being impaled on the pole uh, throw it on a pole and i was like you know what that murder it not the imagery that tori was going for but you know that's where my brain went i got you um i just see it on there so that's completely separate from what i'm saying okay now let's go to the shit that i actually saved 
Um, I have um, the Daydream novel by Hannah Grace. Yep, I have that on here. I'm so excited for that one. It's purple. Henry, come to find out, Henry is a person of color. Love it. Love he it. He looks so hot on the cover, too. I'm like, okay. He is very hot. Um, obviously, this summer will be different. Carly Fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily Henry's Funny Story. Yep. We saw that earlier this year whenever it got announced that it was coming out next mm-hmm. year. Uh, House of Flame and Shadow. Duh. 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 I um, DM'd Vintage Books and Wine I saw today. And they reply. are going to get 200 copies okay. of the indie bookstore version or whatever. <gasps> and their pre-sale link will go live like really soon. Okay. I was like, we'll be getting one. You're like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, no choice this time. If we're not going to do it like Iron Flame where we waited. Yeah, no. And There's, just risk it. We're not, I we're can't not doing risk that. this one. Especially with like how I feel like Iron Flame. I feel like Fourth Wing and Iron Flame, they had a good following, right? Yeah, like a fan, like a very, uh, what is it, dedicated following. Mm-hmm. This is a cult following. This is. This is next level. This, this is, is the. This is. Following. This is the twilight of this decade. Yes. So like, No. You could not, we cannot. We can't risk it. We can't just like balls to the walls this one anymore. We can't raw dog this one. (laughs) We can't raw dog this one. (laughs) We literally cannot. Um, Why did I just want to (laughs) go? Not you fucking woofing. Dog in him. Shut. (laughs) That was so cringy. You're lucky I love you. You're lucky we're keeping that in. Um, no shit. Everybody tell her how cringy she is. <laughs> Everyone tell Maddie she's a fucking bully. <laughs> Regina George, thank you. <laughs> oh I said anything that Allie Hazelwood makes because I, I just saw that you put it on your want to read list. She's got two that come out next year. What are they? Bride, which is the vampire werewolf faded mates. Mm-hmm. So excited. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, excited. I'm excited, but I'm kind of nervous for that one because I'm like, ooh. Um, and then Not in Love. Mm-hmm. That's later in the year, in June. But as we always say. Bride comes out in February. Queen Allie can do no wrong. And you she know, gets better with every book. So She I have, can do wrong. There are some. It's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take that statement back Heck because yep. the unicorn socks will never be okay. <laughs> I feel like they're a personal attack on me. But <laughs> but other than that, the books themselves are the good. mango frappuccino. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god! Um, but like the books overall, <laughs> the love Blue theoretically was incredible. The polka dotted dress. Oh yeah, we love, love her though. She's so nice. <laughs> Yes, she is such a nice human being. Um, but yeah, some of those are personal texts. We can't. Those are vindictive. They like legitimately vindictive. I went into my nightmares <laughs> to get that info. <laughs> Take that shit out. Oh, um, what else is going? Um, what else we got? Um, oh, Lee Bardugo's book. Yep, bitches. Lee Bardugo is releasing a book. Did she you see what the premise was? Yes. What is it? 
So it's actually a historical fiction. Oh no. We like historical fictions. I don't know why you're saying that. Do we? Yes. All of fucking um what is it? TJR's books are Okay, true. Historical fictions. True. Ooh, wait. <laughs> I needed an example and you came through on that one. I was like bitch. No, we do love TGR. Okay. So I I am nervous though because she's talking about the Spanish Golden Age. So all of these people are Latina or Latino or Hispanic or mm-hmm. some kind of brown. Um But wasn't Alex in Ninth House? She was Hispanic too. Was right? she? Yeah, she But this is like wasn't. specifically like in Spain. Oh, okay. Like I think from what it from what it sounds like, I'll it, it will make more sense. I'm, do you want me to just read the little yeah the do little it. blurb? Read the blurb. Okay. <clears throat> In a shabby house on a shabby street in the new capital of Madrid, Luisa Cotado, Cotado um, uses scraps of magic to get through her days of endless toil as a scullion. Um, but when her scheming mistress discovers the lump of a servant carrying in the kitchen and is actually hiding a talent for little miracles, she demands Luisa use those gifts to better the family's social position. Hmm. When what begins as simple amusement for the bored nobility takes a perilous turn when Luisa garners the notice of Antonio Perez, Perez I'm just going to say it like this, um, the disgraced secretary to the Spain's king, um, still reeling from the defeat of his armada, the king is desperate for any advantage in the war against England's heretic queen, and Perez will stop at nothing to regain the king's favor. Determined to seize this one chance to better her fortunes, Louisa plunges into a world of seers and alchemists, holy men and hucksters, where the line between magic, science, and fraud is never certain. But as her notoriety grows, so does the danger that her Jewish blood will doom her to the Inquisition's wrath. She will have to use every bit of her wit and will to survive, even if that means enlisting the help of Gillian Santigo, an embittered immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly from them both. For them both. That was a lot going on. It sounded like a lot of buzzwords. That was a lot going on. Yeah, so that's... At first it sounded good, but now I'm like, I'm nervous. Exactly. So that's why I was like... "Mm." (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) say? I feel like... I feel like you could have seen the thoughts just bouncing <laughs> in my brain from like A to Z to T to F to G to two and five and star. Like it just was never, it just didn't come naturally on that one. It wasn't like oh linear God. by any means. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because like the first, the first paragraph, Part the first paragraph. Great sounds good i think they should have just left it at that genuinely the rest of it um seems a little like i said buzzwordy mm-hmm. and it seems i don't know if this is okay it's an adult romance mm-hmm. so that makes more sense because now it seems like a l- very much like higher order thinking right like critical thinking mm-hmm. it gives ap english a little bit. Do you see my similarities? Where? Do you see what I'm saying? No. Okay. Well, anyways, it gives it AP English. 
Um, it gives, it's giving essay. It's giving analysis. Oh, it's giving symbolism. It's giving what does this metaphor mean and why is it important? Is it going to be pretentious, do we think? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'm kind of worried um, that it's just going to be like a, what is it? New order classic. Like, or like new world classic sort mm-hmm. of thing. Because the, the font, or not the font, what the fuck? Um, the illustration on the front is actually kind of cool. I like it. It's like a hand and it's holding like a chain and it's like the old timey, like um, kind of like vintage styled drawing. Mm-hmm. So that looks cool. But I'm kind of worried. Yeah. It seems dense. It, seem, it already seems yes. dense. Yes. I think that's a good word to describe it. At least from that blurb. That's what it sounds like. Oh, be. yeah. Oh, yeah. So... But I can get behind a shabby street and a shabby house. I don't know if I can get behind an embittered immortal familiar whose own circuits could prove deadly for them both. So, like, the the first the first sentence and the last sentence, two different vibes. Very. And also, I lost it. <laughs> oh, okay. Wonderful. Great. Well, moving on. Um... <laughs> I was so confident. Holly Jackson's coming out with a new book. Yes. The, the author Good Girl's to Guide to Murder. Yes. Also, Good Girl's Guide to Murder got picked up for a TV series. And Pip was chosen, or like the actress, who is going to play Pip. I think she looks great. I think she's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so excited. I think they're all going to be British, though. Ooh. They might be. Either if way, I, I'm if memory, If memory serves correctly, that may not be right. So don't quote me on that one. I'm um, going to quote you directly. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll get slandered. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with that. But the the book is called The Reappearance of Rachel Price. Um, and I, wanna, I want to read her Five Survive book. Yeah. I've been wanting to read that for a while now. And I actually listened to her books. Um, especially her Good Girl's Guide to Murder books, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed those because of how fast paced they were, and it felt like a, it felt like a um, crime documentary pot like podcast sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So definitely about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I mean you know I felt had like cl- conflicting feelings on that series, but by the end I fucking loved it, especially just because yeah. the third book I thought was so great. Third better book than was the other so two. good. It, she just got better with each book. Honestly, I disagree. I loved all three of them. Like, I loved them. Like, I thought it was perfect. I, I think I'd give the first one a three, the second one a four, and then the f- third one a five. Yeah. I do not do, do not agree. All fives. <laughs> all fives. I loved it all. Probably, actually, five, four, five. The middle book, the second book, kind of irritated me a little bit, but I mm. liked the first and the se- the first and the last because it felt like it was conclusion. Sometimes I felt like the second one maybe was a little bit not redundant, but it was like, okay, come on, like mm. you know, what's the bigger picture here? Because she was always looking. There was something. There was the plot and then the subplot that was kind of like going through the mm-hmm. entire time. So, um, yeah. Do you want me to read this one? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay. I already hate it. Oh Anyways, my god. Oh no, my just god. Kidding. I just kidding. This is lights camera. 
lies. Oh no. Okay, to remember this is YA. Okay. Oh, that's right. The dramatics. I was like, um Okay. Also her name is Belle or their name is Belle. Um and it's B E L. Okay. Why is there not an extra L? Anyways, um 18-year-old Belle has lived her whole life in the shadow of her mom's mysterious disappearance. 16 years ago, Rachel Price vanished and young Belle was the only witness, but she has no memory of it. Rachel is gone, long presumed dead, and Belle wishes everyone would just move on. But the case is dragged up from the past when the Price family agree to a true crime documentary. Belle can't wait for filming to end, for life to go back to normal, and then the impossible happens. Rachel Price reappears and life will never be normal again. Rachel has an unbelievable story about what happened to her. Unbelievable because Belle isn't sure it's real. If Rachel is lying, then where has she been all this time? And could she be dangerous? With the camera still rolling, Belle must uncover the truth about her mother and find out why Rachel Price really came back from the dead. From world-renowned author Holly Jackson comes a comes a mind-blowing masterpiece about one girl's search for the truth and the terror in finding out who your family really is. Okay, that sounds good as fuck. That's really good. Okay, now I'm really excited. That sounds yes. incredible, actually. Comes out April 2nd. I will be reading that. Mm-hmm. So I put that already on. Sorry, I didn't mean to teeth smack. But um, yeah, that sounds really good. I actually didn't read it before I read it just to you right now. So now I'm really convinced. I knew I was going to read it anyways because I, I really like her. Yeah. Um, But now I'm like, I'm convinced. No, that convinced me that it's going to be good. My narration convinced you? Yeah. You're that sounded so good. I know. It hmm. sounds good. Um, Do you know the Iron Widow? No. Okay. To all of the Iron Widow fans, and I'm looking directly at you in the camera. Um, Heavenly Tyrant is coming out. It's the second book to the Iron Widow. I'm sure you have seen it. Okay. I will. I'm gonna show it to you what it looks like. I don't think I've seen that before. Wow. Wow. Um, who are you? Anyways, okay. That backfired. Anyways, the second book is coming out. To that I've always wanted to read it. I just never gotten the chance to. It's a four point one on. Oh, Goodreads. Okay. Um, and it was published in 2021. I see it at Half Price Books a lot, and mm. I constantly reevaluate and convince myself out of buying it because I'm like, I don't need it right now. But I've always wanted to read it, well, so I've heard good things. It. Obviously, we need to read it. Obviously. Obviously. Um. So some other anticipated reads for me that aren't necessarily new, but I want to read next year. Mm-hmm. Um. So I read King of Wrath by Anna Wong. Huang. Yes. I want to read King of Pride. Yes. I've heard that's the best in the series. Yeah, because I had, I think I pointed it out to you the other day, and you're like, it was meh. King of Wrath was meh. I just felt it was very like. I liked the story, but it was like average. Like I feel like I'd read it before. Right. It didn't feel which, new. Right. Which is fine. Or fun, funky, or fresh. Exactly. Gotcha. You get me. Um, but King of Pride was set up in the first book. Like there's like side characters from that first book that are going to be in King of Pride as the main characters. And I just feel like I'm going to like that story the best. And it sounds like yeah. it'll be the best. Um, I also want to read some more Lucy score because I haven't read as much of her as I wanted to this year. Like, mm-hmm. um, after things we never got over, she had two other books. I haven't read those yet and I want to, cause I right. loved things we never got over. 
You have them too. Mm-hmm. I do. They're all pretty. And I found a wine stain on the last one. It was in my bag and I had a bottle of wine and it had tipped over and it was slowly leaking and it leaked on my book. That's upsetting. Yeah. Really upset about it actually. I actually have um, a similar story because, it, you know, uh, it's uh, everything's about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's for my Six of Crows copy. I mm. actually had Vietnamese food and um, I didn't realize it had bursted whenever I was on my way to work and fish sauce got all over the back of it. Oh, so it smelled no. um, delicious, but also disgusting. Pretty bad. Um, I've still kept that copy because I was like, you know what? If I want to reread it and get it like really fucked up and like break the spine and shit, at least this one's already messed up. Mm-hmm. But I also haven't gotten the new one. So there it is. It's, it's there. Um, <laughs> Just, I needed everybody to know Yeah. that anyways, other books I want to read are Divine Rivals and its mm-hmm. sequel. We I think we should read those next year. Yeah. The sequel just came out. Mm-hmm. Just came out. But they're on KU. They so. are on KU. Nobody mm-hmm. go buy them. Buy KU. Because KU is eleven ninety nine a month. And um and actually just utilize that. Because like I've realized in my epiphany that I had last, last week. Um, we are the target audience. So read those. <laughs> Why was that an infomercial for Kindle Unlimited? <laughs> Not sponsored. Okay, Amazon fucking sponsor us. Not sponsored. God damn. Um, okay. But my, honestly. My last few things were I want to read more romance and dark romance. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love dark romance. And I've enjoyed a lot of the romance books that we've read this year. Right. Um, two dark romance books that I want to read are Once You're Mine and Her Soul to Take. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, anything by H.D. Carlton, who wrote Haunting and Hunting Adeline. Mm. She has Does It Hurt, and then she has a spinoff series from Haunting and Hunting Adeline about a, a character named Sibby. And I want to read those. Mm. So, and she also, so those two, it's called the Cat and Mouse duology. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, I wish there was more at, uh, Addie and uh, Zade. Jesus, fuck. And she's like, well, I'm not going to write another... Is it Zade Meadows? Yeah. Okay. Another Haunting Adeline book. She's like, but they're not gone. So she might write, like, more books. They're just not going to be a continuation of, like, the story of those two. So it's going to be, like, a Nyaxia, like, world of Nyaxia yes. thing. Yes. Yes. Which we I just learned. So. I, I don't know if you if you weren't here for the last episode, <clears throat> last week's episode. The we Serpent found and the Wings of Night. Yes. We found out that The Serpent and the Wings of Night is a duology. But there are six books in its universe. Mm-hmm. So there will be two, three sets of two mm-hmm. for characters devoted within those two books, but they will be separate from each other. Right. Separate, but in the same world. It's kind of like um, six, of six of Crows and um, Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone and King of Scars. Yes. Um, I was thinking, going back to what you were saying, I just had um, an epiphany, another one, because I've been having a lot of those. Um you and I should come up with five books that each of us have to read from, from the other. Okay. So Scythe was one of mine mm-hmm. that I I said, um, I need you to kill. I need you to kill. I need you to read To Kill a Kingdom. I'm looking at it right now. So that's why I said it. Where is it? It's right there and right next to If We Were Villains on the second shelf. It is. I finished it in a day. <laughs> I finished it in a day. Okay, I'm going to take this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
And it's a retelling of The Little Mermaid, but she's a siren. Okay. And she hunts hunts princes. Ooh. So, and there is a siren hunter. And they fall in love. Yeah. Sweet. I'm about it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. I think I need to re- read King of Scars and Roll of Wolves, but that won't count towards your No, I was about five. to say, I was like, I think you need Cause to. Because I just need to read them. Yeah, I think you do. I think, honestly, they are my, they were my favorite part of the, like, of all of them. Over they are my Six fi- of Crows? Honestly, yeah. <gasps> okay. Wow. Like, Six of Crows was good, but, like. Better than Nanej and. Well, because Nikolai. Okay, true, Daddy Nikolai, we love. Yeah, these we ones love. are about these ones are about Nikolai. Okay, yeah, I will love those. So Not that I thought I wouldn't, but no, 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 no. Um, another one I want you to read. I'm gonna pick them right now because I like of all of these books. Instead of like everything that we've read or whatever, or everything that I've read, um, then I know that you haven't. Um, I also want you to read the Unhoneymooners. Okay, grab it. Tabbed up. Tabbed, tabbed up. up on and it's Tuesday. Like the Water damage. Yeah. That's fine. Um. So Scythe, To Kill a Kingdom, The Unhoneymooners. You got two more. Two more. Two. Um. Fuck. I mean, you don't have to click pick all four right now. No, I don't. But I'm going to pick them by the end of this this um episode okay anyways okay um oh crying in age mart okay that one i'm just gonna give you a fair trigger warning it's gonna make you sad but it's good that's good so read that whenever you're in a better place um yeah that might be a little while yeah but i mean it's within the year so five over the year yeah um and then the last one I want you to read, even though I just said that I would pick them by the end of the, you know, episode. I, um, you know. Okay. The last book I want you to read is The Lost City of the Monkey God by Douglas Preston. It's a true story. Oh. So, it's very, very good. I read it, I think, I think I read it in 2019. Oh, damn. So, read it um, and tell me what you think. Write it down because I don't have the physical copy of it and I'm going to forget. And I'm also going to be lazy and not re-listen to this episode <laughs> to make sure that you read it. So, um, and you can think of um, five for me. They're um, going to be scary. What? I'm going to make you read a dark romance book. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, that's fine. I figured. I kind of want you to make you read Haunting Adeline, but I don't think... You could re- handle the second one. Okay. So I don't know if I would Because of the sex? That. No. Because of the brutality of... Yeah. Mm. I probably could get through it, but I'm like... I think you could may not be handle my... the first one. <sighs> don't know about the second one. But you could probably handle, like, the ritual. Is that is that another book? That's a different. Okay, okay, gosh. Sorry, I could have <laughs> clarified that a little better. I think okay. you could handle the ritual, which is a dark romance book. Okay. Um. So maybe I'll make you read a couple of dark romances and maybe some Lucy score or something, some happy romances, to balance it out. Are they all just gonna be romances? 
Not necessarily. Okay. That's just I, off the top of my head. Because I gave you a romance, and then I gave you a sci-fi, and then I gave you a retelling, and then that one is a memoir, and then I will be forcing story. you to read an Ice Planet Barbarian book and finish it. Just tell me to fucking read that one, because that's the only one that I have, and that's the only one I'm going to buy. They're all um, uh, Libby for free. Yeah, I would imagine. Okay, hater. <laughs> I know, really. I'll read that one. I'll reread that one. Okay, good. Try. You will. Maybe I'll just spark There's notes There's not it. a choice. Maybe I'll just spark notes it. If you do that, we're going to be in a big fight. <laughs> Let's box, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Take you down. <laughs> um, I love how... Okay, so this weekend it was so funny because we were talking and Kimmy was like... It, it came up... It was me, Kimmy, Aaron... Uh, Tori, obviously, Joel, Joel, and we were at Joel's place and Tori and I were like playing a card game and we were going head to head and then they're like, who would win in a fight? And Kimmy, without hesitation, said, my money is on Tori between the two of us. And I was like, yeah, my money's on Tori, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thank you for, she's like, for sure. Like, they didn't like, she was like, I'm not even going to risk saying otherwise. Tori's going to beat me (laughs) up. And of the two of us, who hits one more? You hit me more. Yes, I do hit you more. <laughs> Out of You're like, you I'll like, fucking admit that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of point you're trying to make. But my, yeah, I get hitty. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really trying to make a point. It's just funny. Yeah, I hit you. And then there are times where you're like, oh my God, that hurt. I'm like, bitch, that didn't hurt. It just sounded like it did. <laughs> Gaslighting me. Yeah. I was like, that just sounded loud. It didn't hurt. Like, you're stupid. <laughs> I was like, it's out of love. Redirect your pain. Um. Anyways, the last thing I wanted to say was I also did not hit my reading goal of 100 books. So you're not alone. I think I read like 60 books, maybe yeah. 70. I mean, that's still good. I had, yeah, but it didn't. I had a goal of 75. I mean, but I think we both took a break. Whenever I took my break, not that you took one too, but we both slowed down on reading whenever I was just mm-hmm. coasting through those last few months. And then, you know, you had your own shit going on too. Yeah. So. Um, I think my goal is just going to be to hit one a week. I'm going to just go like with 52 for every year. And yeah. then anything above that, I'm just going to be happy. I did so many books last year because I just started reading again. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like devouring left and right any book i could and now that i've read so many again i think i've become pickier yeah and so it's harder for me to just like absorb everything yeah yeah so um but yeah i literally i was gonna say like 60 but i think 52 just one book a week honestly a one. i i did the opposite so i had mindset at 75 right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year and um when i started looking at it that number started getting even though at first it was like a challenge you're like ooh, whatever mm-hmm. when i got too far behind it felt too overwhelming so then what i did to help with my sanity is i put my reading um goal to one mm-hmm. so i already had that and then i wanted to just to see how far i could go yeah rather than so it was just a flipped mentality <clears throat> mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna do that again yeah whereas like i just have one and then just see how many books i'm gonna i'm gonna read mm-hmm. because I've been doing 50. I always say 50 is pretty, it's a pretty good number, especially if you're doing one a week, right? Mm-hmm. But besides that, sorry. 
excuse me. Um, but yeah, I think 70, if I, if this was my job and I had all the time in the world, yeah, 70 would, a hundred would be even more plausible. Right. But 70, 75, I'd have to give up YouTube and I can't do that. So (laughs) I'm dead. I can't give up my ASMR cooking, Korean cooking videos. Okay. That's so funny. It's just not an option. It's just just not an option so that being said was there anything else um there was the fact that i think we should bring back reviews at the ends of the episodes oh yeah yeah, for yeah. The books we're reading yeah because we used to do that and they were always so funny they were i love the bad reviews of books so there are a few things i want to say before we sign out okay going back to the books that um anticipated reads of 2024 mm-hmm I actually might change one of your books um, to this next book that I just mentioned, or that I'm about to mention. <sighs> House on the Cerulean Sea. There's oh, yeah. sometimes some contingent contingent with the author, right? It's kind of blown over, not blown over, but like it's not in the forefront anymore. Um, but I think it's definitely a book that is worth reading. And um, that book made me cry, like happy tears. Mm-hmm. the very opposite of like most of the time when you're crying you're like oh my god somebody died mm-hmm. this one was like oh my god they finally like are happy they're happy yeah Aww. and it's really cute it's very homey it's at the very top under rich hunt oh, yeah. um and i just it's lgbtq plus mm-hmm. i i love it i love that book and it was a five-star read whenever i was living on my own so like in 2020 2021 it was like my one of my top favorites of the year tj clune who is the author is coming out with a sequel. Ooh. So, and it is somewhere beyond the sea and it's back to the same. So it's two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the guy that he meets and it's his story. Ooh. So not the guy who is the social worker, essentially. That's this, his story in the house. It's a ruling scene who he meets, who is the caretaker of the kids. It's his story. Gotcha. Mm hmm. So it's fucking cute. Okay. It's fucking heartwarming and cute and wonderful. And I am so excited to see that he is making a sequel to it. And um, when I found that, I actually genuinely got so excited. So I haven't read any of his other books because there's one that's called like Under the Whispering Door. And I think he just released another one. So for him to finally come out with a sequel, and he even says there, it's like anticipated sequel. I'm excited to see what what he's obviously going to be doing mm-hmm. um heartstopper five is coming out in the next few days heartstopper six comes out next year and that's the final installment of heartstopper mm-hmm. i fucking love heartstopper i fucking love it i'm so excited to read it if anybody else is excited i'm fucking excited um christina lauren the person who wrote the on honeymooners mm-hmm. she's coming out with a new book called the paradise problem and i read the excerpt and i want to reread it to you i want to read it to you because it sounds it sounds good yeah <coughs> sorry let me skinny phlegm Ew. <clears throat> okay says you um anyways anna green thought she was marrying liam west west weston for access to subsidized family housing while at ucla she also thought she'd signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and they both went on their merry ways. Three years later, 
Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. He may be one of four heirs to the Weston Foods conglomerate, but he has little interest in working for the heartless corporation his family built from the ground up. He is interested, however, in his $100 million inheritance. There's just one catch. Due to an anticipated clause in it, yeah, oh, excuse me, due to an antiquated clause in his grandfather's will, Liam won't see a penny until he's been happily married for five years. Just when Liam thinks he's in the home stretch, pressure mounts from his family to see his mysterious spouse, and he has no choice but to turn to the one person he's afraid to introduce to his one percenter parents, his unpolished not-so-ex-wife. I am already obsessed. But in the presence of his family, Liam's fears quickly shift from whether the feisty, foul-mouthed, paint-splattered Anna can play the part of a w- of play the part to whether the toxic world of wealth will corrupt someone as pure of heart as his surprisingly grounded and loyal wife. Liam will have to ask himself if the price tag on his flimsy cover story is worth losing true love that sprouted from a lie. Oh my god, that sounds so good. So like, good. Something we will love and gobble the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm yeah. excited. When I read it, I was like, that wait, so good. Wait. And I love her stories. Her stories are, like, her love stories are usually set with characters who are like in their mid to late 30s or just in their ranges of 30s mm-hmm. which is just it's so nice to have that i, mean, I know that's not refreshing that. but it's like in the sense that there's a lot of books that do that but it's just it's nice to have a popular author who got popular and does these romance like books well with mm-hmm. their characters being in a very realistic age range mm-hmm. in my opinion um the last thing the last book, Tessa Bailey, coming out with Fangirl Down, and it's book one of Big Shots, <gasps> and that is a series with professional athletes. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. I'm a professional athlete book slut. Okay. I'm going to read this one, too. Oh, my God. And um, this, is the, this is it, but... Bear with me because I'm obviously auditioning for my audio book um, <laughs> career. Career. It's a scene. Okay. Wells Whittaker was once golf's hottest rising star, but lately all he has to show for it is his promising career is a killer hangover, a collection of broken clubs, and one remaining supporter. No matter how bad he plays, the beautiful, sunny redhead is always on the sidelines. He curses, she cheers, he scowls, she smiles, but when Wells quits in a blaze of glory and his fangirl finally goes home, he knows he made the greatest mistake of his life. Josephine Doyle believed in the gorgeous, grumpy golfer, even when he didn't believe in himself. Yet after he throws in the towel, she begins to wonder if her faith was misplaced. Then a determined Wells shows up at her door with a wild bee, his new caddy. With, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, that didn't make sense. With a wild bee, his new caddy, help him turn his game around and split the prize money. And considering Josephine's professional and per- personal life is in shambles, she. <laughs> This sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> she can really use the cash. As they travel together, spend days on the greens and nights in the neighboring hotel rooms, sparks fly. Before long, they're inseparable. Well starts winning again, and Josephine is surprised to find a sweet, thoughtful guy underneath his gruff, growly. 
exterior. This hot man wants to brush her hair, feed her snacks, and take bubble baths together? Is this real life? But Wells is technically her boss, and an athlete falling to his fan falling for his fangirl would be ridiculous, right? That sounds heinous. I'm not gonna lie. We it sounds like we read the entire book. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> there, is, there is no like secret to any of it. There's no like wonderment. <laughs> I we read it. I'm horrified. <laughs> don't want to read it we have to read it now we have to read it now <laughs> considering josephine's personal professional personal life is in shambles <laughs> it sounds she really use the cash not the fangirl going home because she's a fucking groovy i like i i understood that was the fangirl whatever but like that's next level okay but Having a man that want to brushes your that wants to brush your hair, feed you snacks, and take bubble baths, a dream. I will say that. Like I will want somebody to brush my hair. I get that. Yeah, like I get the sentiment. Mm-hmm. Like okay, just the rest of it really threw me for a loop. <laughs> like every word. <laughs> well, as a wit taker. Anyway, Josephine Doyle. Oof, oof da. That was interesting. Honestly, that was <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> that was wonderful. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, I don't think I have anything else that um, I um that I saved. Um I think that was really it. Yeah. Um I have two quick th- notes. I'm reading Warstorm, which is the last of the Red Queen. Mm. And it is a 25 hour long audiobook. You have got to be actually shitty. And me. it is making me want to claw my fucking eyes out. Wonderful. I can't wait to read the second <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're shitting my dick. I'm, I'm about six hours out from it being done. I was about to say, I was like, I'm like six hours in and no. it's not going well. And I can't wait for it to be done. Like, Oof. I like the story, but it's time to be done. Gotcha. It's, it's done. It's like the Crave series. Yeah. Except better. This is that's much better than the Crave series. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It just needs to be over now. Um, and then also, I, st- I, ne- I need a break from it because I've listened to, like, whatever, 18 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to Check and Mate by Allie Hazelwood. And God, motherfucking damn it, it's so good. Cameron, funny enough, she just read Love Theoretically. Like, she listened to it. She hated Elsie. I'm shook. She hated Elsie. She's like, she's so fucking annoying, but it was good. And I was like, okay, fair. But I have heard a lot of people like loving Checkmate. It's like loving it's Checkmate. It's going to be my favorite one. And it's technically YA. It is. But it doesn't feel YA at all. Wonderful. It's so fucking good. Apparently there's a sex scene in it, but it's like fade to black, I think. I haven't gotten that far. Well, I think she says that. Like, well, whenever... Actually, I lied. There was a sex scene I read. And it was Fade to Black, yes. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. It just doesn't feel young adult. It feels, like, totally normal for me to be reading. Yeah. Obviously, it's about, like, an 18-year-old. Right. But it's not the weird part at all for me or no. anything. No. It's so good. Like, I'm it's going to be five stars. I'm excited to read it. And it's a it. shorter one. I'm almost done with it already. Yeah. And I started it today. I know. I, I'm i honestly, I'm anticipating this one. I want to read Checkmate. And then I also want to read Bride. Like, I want to I'm so to excited see. for her. 
as we say, she gets, gets better, better with every book. And this is no Does exception. Does it follow the same formula of her writing? I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, she's got it down. Why would she change it? I know. I would like to see like a little bit of a change, but you know. Yeah. But that's maybe, what Bride is going to be. Maybe. I was about to say because it's faded And then mates. the not so in love. Maybe that'll be different. True. True. But it's just so good. I know. I can't wait for you to read it. Anyways, that's all I have to say. Okay. Wonderful. Well, this was part one of us like kind of recapping the year, looking back at the year. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, tune back in for part two. We're going to talk about like our year in review in the sense of a podcast, like what episodes were our favorite, our goals for next year, um, and what we want to, and also re-reviewing our goals for this year and seeing what we actually accomplished and mm-hmm. what we either got close to or just didn't get a chance to we should re-listen to our old our episodes like this from last year yeah and then compare yep 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 man it doesn't feel like that long i know year but it's crazy it's been a year (laughs) it's been a year it's been 365 (laughs) days um but yeah so tune back in for that and then we will also post a our episode over daughter of no worlds on friday so keep that on your calendar Last reminder, poll for the, the next week's book goes out tomorrow. tomorrow. It will go out tomorrow. A.K.A. today. A.K.A. today. We're putting this out on Wednesday. There you go. It will go out tomorrow, 5 p.m. CST, because the stories are only on there. 24 hours. 24 hours. So, that's that. <laughs> So if you want to be a part of it, come back and come vote because we've got a lot of, um, we actually have a lot of options and then we've also been, you know, using, um, or getting into more indie authors and then also KU authors too. So, which is fun and exciting and fresh and I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a time. It's a time. Okay. That was very millennial. What? It's fresh and it's fun. Yeah, I can have those moments, but you outweigh those constantly. You are a millennial. Shots fired. Anyways. I'm literally so fucking offended right now. Or the jugular. Okay. Karate chop. That is dad coded. Because my dad does that. Okay. He's always like, to the throat. He's mm-hmm. always done that ever since I was a kid. Anyways. um, We love you guys. We do. We love you so much. Um, that's all I wanted to say. That's it. I, I thought I was going to say something else. I guess I never remembered what I was going to say about Crescent City. But anyways, Crescent City's great. <laughs> <laughs> top, top book of the year. All right. Love you so much. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.